Thanks for listening to the Art Tactic Podcast. I'm Adam Green. In this week's episode, we're here with Christine Boron, CEO of PyX, a firm that offers financial instruments based on art in the art market. To learn more, you can visit their website, pyx.co. That's P-I-E-X dot C-O. Christine, thanks so much for speaking with us. My pleasure. Uh, we want to learn a little bit more about PyX and uh, some of the products you have. You have a tool called a contract on future sales. Uh, tell us a little bit how this works and how is it helpful for uh, sellers and buyers in the art market? Well, PyX is a, a UK-based uh, authorized broker-dealer. Uh, and uh, we've uh, the company was started in 2014. And we've developed, as you mentioned, a contract on future sales. We also call them CFS. And uh, CFS are regulated instrument uh, with the purpose to help reduce, on one hand, the volatility risk for artwork sellers, and on the other hand, to allow eligible and institutional investor to take a financial position in the fine market, in the fine art market, without having to buy and hold art. So let me explain first the value CFS bring to artwork sellers. Uh, as you know, one of the appeal of investing in art is that in addition to enjoying the artwork for years, you can also get very high return on your investment. There are many stories of people buying art for very small amounts and then selling the artworks years later for millions. And this is what we call positive volatility. And everybody obviously is very excited about it. Now, in the art market, uh, there is also negative volatility, which I talked about certainly exist. And this is when an artwork sells for less than its low estimate or even works when, when the artwork doesn't sell. And in that case, the work is called a botine. Obviously, this is not good news for the artwork seller and something he or she uh, really wants to avoid. And that's why artwork sellers are sometimes hesitant to sell at auctions and decide to sell their work privately as they see private sales as a way to avoid negative volatility. But unfortunately, when choosing a private sale, the artwork seller may also miss on the positive volatility. It's difficult to imagine, for example, that the Da Vinci painting, which sold in New York last November at Christie's, would have reached the same price of $450 million if it had been sold privately. Uh, the guarantees offered by Sotheby's, Christie's, and Phillips are obviously popular among artwork sellers because they are an answer to the negative volatility risk that artwork sellers are facing. And once an artwork seller accepts a guarantee from an auction house, he or she is guaranteed to receive at least a fixed amount for the artwork. Uh, for the seller, there's no more risk to sell for less than what he or she wants. Uh, the auction house can then decide, and it's really free to them, whether they want to keep the risk in-house or pass it on to the third-party guarantor via an irrevocable bid. So as you can see, volatility risk is everywhere in the auction process. And it's therefore not a surprise that the market has grown the number, has, sorry, it's, it's not a surprise that as the market has grown, the number of guarantees and irrevocable bid have increased over time. But obviously there's a limit to how much risk auction houses and art collectors can bear. And it's especially for that purpose that the CFS are a great alternative to the current guarantee system. Um, they, they really act like guarantees 
But they're different in the sense that rather than just passing on the risk from one party to another party, uh, from the seller to the auction house to the third-party guarantor, with the CFS, the risk is standardized and fragmented. So rather than getting 100% of the risk, the buyer of CFS can just take a 1% of, of the risk. And also by being regulated, the, the CFS can be bought by institutional investor who then uh, can, can invest in the art market, which they, they not always do because of the lack of transparency and regulation. So in summary, CFS are really a link between the financial market and the art market. They allow the art market to really split the risk that is inherent to the market, and they allow the financial market to, to invest in this market that they've been, that they really stayed away from because of the, the lack of regulation. Yeah, it's interesting the way that uh, it can help uh, buyers and sellers um, or investors and sellers. I guess, can you walk us through maybe a hypothetical scenario for how this would play out in the art world? Sure. Um, say you have the owner of an artwork who decides to sell his or her work at an auction house in the near future. It could be in months, six months, a year or two years. So everything happens in the same way as a traditional uh, sale would happen. But then in addition to that, the owner and the auction house could work with PIEX on issuing the CFS on the future sale. So specifically what it means is that ahead of the sale, the work um, would be presented by PIEX to potential investors and decide to take a financial position in a future sale. What's important to, to know is that they, they do not commit by buying CFS to, to buy the artwork, like in the case of an irrevocable bid, but they buy ahead of the auction a position on the future sale. And this position is based on the price at which they buy the CFS and the future hammer price of the work. So when the auction takes place, the hammer price is set and the CFS contract clears and the investor then either had a good investment or a bad investment. On the other side, for the, the seller, it's a hedge versus the risk. So if I take a concrete example, let's say that uh, we have a work that uh, is offered at an auction house with an estimate of 1 million to 2 million. And let's say uh, that uh, the auction house or the seller of the work decides to hedge 50% of the risk on the value of the artwork. Um, and uh, that they're happy with 1 million. So let's say once they issue CFS, they would be guaranteed to get 500,000 for half of the, the artwork. Um, and uh, um, the, we could say, let's say, for example, that there are 1,000 CFS that are issued. So that means each CFS, um, or let, let's make the, sorry, Let's make, uh, I'll, I'm going to make the example more easier. So you may want to strike this. So let's say, for example, that there are 500 CFS. And in that case, the, the value of the CFS is $1,000 per CFS. So then what happens, everybody is, uh, depends on the hammer price that uh, the, is obtained at the auction. So if the hammer price is $800,000 for the artwork, then the seller of the work still received for 50% of the value, 500,000 
then he receives 50% of the hammer price, which is 400,000. So for a hammer price of 800,000, the seller hedge uh, through the CFS and therefore will receive 900,000. Obviously, in that case, the CFS holder will lose um, the equivalent amount because they bought something at the price of 500,000 and now it's worth 400,000. So, but, but because there are many CFS buyers, they will only lose the share that they lost. Conversely to that, if the artwork sells for more than a million, so let's say 2 million, in that case, we have the reverse effect where the CFS seller, um, the, the, which, who is the artwork owner, will share part of the upside with the CFS buyer. So it's really, it's a, it's a sharing mechanism by which, you know, whoever takes part of the risks gets part of the upside and vice versa. Yeah, it's interesting because right now we do have these um, limited, these third-party guarantees that are known to some people in the art world, not to everyone. What's the strategy for how you make this product known to future sellers? So they consider it as an option um, rather than simply selling the artwork privately, as you said, and they uh, miss out on that positive volatility, or um, or they consider selling it at auction. Um, without thinking about this tool that can enable them to hedge the risk? Well, as you mentioned, third-party guarantees are, are used quite frequently right now uh, because of the value they offer of limiting the risk. The, the CFS are they're an alternative, really, to the third-party guarantee. They're slightly more complicated to put in place uh, just because they're new. And uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, changing the way things are done right now. So, um, you know, what, what we've been doing is talking with a lot of uh, art holders. Uh, we've been in discussions with auction houses, with art dealers, with uh, there are a lot of people right now who are starting funds uh, to invest in the third party guarantees. And uh, we are focusing on showing the value of the CFS. Uh, I personally believe that third party guarantees have been a, a, great, uh, a great tool. Uh, to to grow the market as well as guarantees, obviously, but that they have limits, uh, and the limits come from the fact that they are not uh, they're just pushing down the risk, the value chain. So you know it starts with the seller who doesn't want the risk, pushes down to the auction house, and then the auction house does not want to keep the risk. Therefore, they push it down to the third party guarantee. But by doing this, the risk doesn't disappear. Uh, some people. I believe, take risk that they don't even see. Because if I'm a third-party guarantor, there's no guarantee that everything will go well. And at some point, I think it will really limit the growth of the art market. CFS, on the contrary, deal with the same risk, but they really fragment this risk. And also, very importantly, they put, they don't push down the risk to the further the value chain of the art market they allow the risk to be shared with the financial markets. So now, by having all these institutional investors who will be able to, to buy the CFS, you really create a sustainable model where the art market can grow the risk is spread. And, you know, this is not, we, we, had, we did not invent anything. I mean, the same mechanism has been used for the, the commodities market, for example, that's you know it's it's clear that all the derivative products that have been able to uh, to share risk to 
commodities market, like the the weather or the political risk, it, 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 all these derivative products have enabled the growth of, of this market. And I think it's time for the art market to to start using such a tools. And so where are you in the, in your timeline? Do you do you offer the service yet for potential uh, sellers or investors? So, yeah, we, uh, you know, as I mentioned, uh, the company was incorporated in 2014 in London. It took, about, it took us about a year to fine tune the product and then another year to obtain uh, the authorization from the UK financial regulator uh, in order for us to be able to issue and arrange contracts on future sale. At this point, we are fully authorized and uh, we've been working on uh, building up our offering. Um, and for that, we've been, you know, focusing on three main efforts. Uh, one is talking to uh, auction houses and uh, uh, and art collectors, art sellers, to uh, uh, to the value of uh, the CFS for uh, at the time when they're thinking of uh, selling their work. Uh, we've been number two, building up our partnership with art stakeholders, with art funds, with uh, again auction houses, art dealers. And then number three, we've been building up our distribution channels for the sale of FS. So talking to a lot of investors. Um, at this time, we are um, offering CFS for issuance. It's for C- well, issuance will be hopefully by the end of this year on artworks that will be sold at auction starting February 2019. So any artwork, any art seller. Uh, we're happy to talk to any art seller who is thinking of selling their work after uh, at auction after February 2019. And yeah, thinking about these investors, in your mind at least, do you feel like there's a target buyer of these contracts? And is it art collectors um, or is it outsiders to the art world entirely? Well, um, our main target really is outsiders of the uh, of the art world. Uh, we've been talking to a lot of uh, private wealth managers, there, there are a lot of people out there who would love to invest in art uh, for many reasons. I mean, for, for the return, for the, the opportunity to, 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 to get to know the art market, for diversification reasons. But a lot of these people have not been able to, uh, to go forward with this because they are uh, they're concerned about the lack of transparency and the lack of regulation. Uh, especially institutional investor, even if they would like to invest in art, they they cannot do it. They they have to. Uh, there are certain guidelines and uh, and, um, and 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 standard investment process that that just do not uh, that that are just impossible to follow in the art market. So uh, this is why it was so important for us to to obtain the the authorization of the uh, of the regulator and to to be able to offer a product. That um, that is fully um, that that match the requirement of of the investors. Uh, and uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say. So that's so it's interesting. Do you feel like so those individuals or entities that might be interested are they in your view are they presently not um, engaging as third party guarantors? Um, and is part of that reason because of some of those things you've mentioned. I believe so. I mean, I think some of the funds that are created now are are bridging a little bit the gap. I think uh, they are enabling um, institutional. Inv- I mean, some of the some of the investors to to invest in the art market now. But but I think the third party guarantee um, are still the 
it, it's still there still are some limits uh, in in what they're offering because you through a fund you can diversify a little bit the risk because you can have different investors in the fund, but you're still going to have the fund invest in. Uh, very few artwork because of the high ticket item of, of the artwork and because of the fact also the fund will take fully the risk because when you offer an irrevocable bid, you take 100% of the risk on that one artwork. And that's a very high risk. Um, interestingly, we've been uh, doing a lot of analysis on the, on the performance of guarantees and third-party guarantees uh, over the past year and, and, and recently and um, it's, uh, I think our results uh, show that this is too big of a risk. You know, if the, auction, if the auction house decides not to keep the risk in-house and decide to pass it on to a third-party guarantor, it's probably, it's probably because they think there's too much risk. So as a third-party guarantor, you can get lucky many times, but then at some point you may not get lucky. And how much of a risk can you bear? Uh, will be critical to 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 the performance of the fund. Um, so so that's you know back to what I said earlier. Um, the CFS is is really um, I believe a better tool because it it really doesn't take 100% of the risk. It really allows this risk to be split, and a lot of investors don't like to have too much of a risk. They really like to 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 take and diversify their risk. Yeah, well, this is a really interesting space in the art world. And uh, Christine, it sounds like at Pyax you have a really fascinating product and we'll definitely be watching to see how things continue to develop um, with Pyax over towards the end of this year. If our listeners want to learn more about Pyax, um, whether it's um, viewing some of this and reading some of this research you've done on the performance of guarantees and third-party guarantees, um, as well as seeing uh, some of the artworks that um, become available as a part of these CFSs? What's the website they can visit? Oh, it's pix.co, pi-ex.co. Perfect. Christine, thanks so much again. We appreciate it. Thank you, Adam.